0: Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Kate Messner is a former journalist. She has written more than 30 books for kids, and she's given a TED Talk. You might say that she's done it all. With her latest novel, Breakout, she does some things that she's never done before as an author. The result? An innovative and breathtaking middle grade novel. In this episode of The Yarn, Kate talks about the evolution of Breakout, her hope for the book, and how she has grown as a writer.
1: Breakout is about what happens in a small town when two inmates break out of the maximum security prison and it launches this massive manhunt that changes the way three kids in town see their neighbors and the place they call home. It's a fictional prison break, but it was very much inspired by the real-life prison break at Clinton Correctional Facility in Dannemora, New York, in June of 2015. Um, And that prison is 14 miles from my house. So when those two inmates broke out, they were on the, the run for 23 days, which meant that for 23 days... Nobody knew where they were, and it was summer starting, and we were, you know, you couldn't go camping, and you couldn't really go hiking, and you couldn't really go fishing, because they were out there in the mountains somewhere. So we had helicopters circling over, you know, over the neighborhood and things like that, and... um, I'm a former journalist in my, my days before I was a teacher, and uh, I still have that bug every once in a while when something big is going on. I still feel that itch to, to kind of be there and, and see the story for myself. So when that was all going on, I, uh, the second or third day, drove to Danamora and uh, went to the press conference and uh, just hung out at this little coffee shop across the street from the prison, and I talked to people and listened to their stories. So I talked with neighbors of the prison, people who lived right in that neighborhood whose kids wouldn't go to bed at night alone. I talked with um, state troopers who were coming in just covered with mud and ticks from being out searching for these two guys out in the woods. I talked with uh, family members of inmates, people who had come up from New York City to visit their loved ones and then were told that morning, nope, the prison's going to be on lockdown for a long time. You might as well go home. And they were worried about how their loved ones were going to be treated in the midst of all this. So there were so many different perspectives on what was happening, that it was, it was just fascinating. And, and when I went, I didn't quite know why I was going there. I just knew that I was kind of feeling a pull to go see what was going on. But within a day, I was like, oh, this is, this is something I want to explore. This is something I want to write about how we react to fear and when a, when a community kind of closes ranks when something is going on. Breakout is a really unusual format. It's the best I can I can offer to describe it is a novel in documents. The entire book, the entire story, is told through letters from three different kids, poetry, petitions, text messages, comic strips that one kid draws. There's a couple recipes in there. There's a lot of news articles and things like that. And all these documents together tell the entire story of what happened in the town of Wolf Creek that summer. It did not start out that way. When I wrote my first draft of Breakout, the entire first draft, I, I finished you know, finished and had revised and, and thought I had a novel ready to go. Uh, it was all written from the point of view, in first person, from the point of view of Nora Tucker, who is the prison superintendent's daughter. And I had showed it to a few people, including one of the editors that I work with, and the response was, wow, this is, We love the story, but, gosh, there are other characters here who are so interesting. Can't we hear more from them? Maybe consider two points of view. And they were especially interested in Elodie as a character. Um, There are kind of three main characters in Breakout. There's Nora Tucker, who is the prison superintendent's daughter. Uh, There's her best friend, Lizzie. And then there's a, a character named Elodie, who's just moved to Wolf Creek from New York City. And she moved up with her mom because her brother, who's 19, is an inmate at the prison, at Nora's father's prison. So there's this whole dynamic of, of culture clash, people with different points of view and different backgrounds, uh, and she moves to Wolf Creek toward the end of the school year right before this prison break happens. So she's kind of dropped in the middle of this, this small town that's all of a sudden just swirling with the chaos of this manhunt. And um, after I had written that, that first draft from Nora's point of view, I realized that that wasn't the only really interesting point of view. And it probably wasn't even the most important point of view. So I, I tried all kinds of different formats. I don't know if I've ever experimented so much with a novel. I tried rewriting it in two points of view, in Nora's voice and Elodie's voice. I tried writing it entirely in verse. Uh, with poems in lots of different people's voices but every time I tried something it was missing something and uh, I was actually at NCTE and talking with Linda Urban my, my friend and we were on the airplane on the way home and I was I had had this idea that maybe I'm going to try rewriting it in just all the different points of view and all these different perspectives and write it through documents um, and the, the adult book, um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, was a bit of a mentor text for me in that sense. So I had re- I'd like that book, and it's told in, in different documents, not quite as many uh, as varied documents as Breakout, but it's told through different documents. And so I, I literally sat next to Linda on the, the ride home from NCTE a couple of years ago and brainstormed um, what kinds of documents might be around toward the end of school. Right? There are going to be morning announcements, there are going to be emails sent home to families, there are going to be library overdue notices, there are going to be uh, announcements about field day, and, and all these different things going on, in addition to the regular everyday things like people who write letters, people who write poetry, kids who text one another. And so I rewrote the whole thing through all these different documents, and then you know obviously started a whole new revision process from there. Um, which was fascinating. It's it, it was the it's probably the most it's definitely the most challenging thing I've ever written just because it's a giant puzzle of a book. Working with the design team on Breakout was really fascinating and I have to say when I when I first told my editor what I was planning I told her the design of this book is going to be really important, that it, that it actually feel like this collection of documents. And the premise is the very first document in the book uh, is a letter from Nora Tucker to the Wolf Creek Community Library because there's a, a community time capsule project that they're working on, and they've invited everybody in Wolf Creek to submit letters, little pieces of writing, just slice-of-life things to show people in the future what life was like in Wolf Creek, 1, one June. Well, when the library launches this project, they have no idea that two inmates are about to break out of the prison that no one's ever broken out of. And what they get is very different from what they thought they would get. So the first letter basically sets up that premise that says, you know, dear Wolf Creek Community Library, this is all the stuff I collected for the time capsule project. You probably thought you were going to get a whole bunch of letters of, you know, about kids swimming in the creek and pictures of us eating popsicles. But this summer wasn't like that. So that's not what you're getting, Nora Tucker. And then the rest of the book is this collection of, of documents she's collected. So when I talked with um, my editor about this, we both knew that the design of Breakout was going to be really important. And we wanted it to feel like a book that actually felt like this collection, this pile of things a kid had collected. Um, and at the same time, it Breakout is a mystery, right? There are two inmates hiding somewhere, and it's a mystery as to where they are. So it's a lot of different things. I don't know. I'm not sure what genre I would even call it. Um, but it was really important to work with the design team. And so when I was writing it, um, I had Nora... The premise was everything Nora collected, she was going to stick a Post-it note on the top of it and say, this is a letter from my friend Lizzie. These are some text messages between me and Elodie. Uh, This is something I copied off the CNN website. We were on CNN this morning. Wolf Creek was on CNN. These are our morning announcements from school on this day. So all the the documents are kind of labeled. And then the design team at Bloomsbury was incredible because – I mean, imagine getting this note from an author saying, "Here are the 27 different fonts that I need because I've, you know, I've got all these different characters. You've got fonts for a text. You've got one kid who does, you know, sort of graphic novel panels, and that's his contribution. Nora's little brother, um, and they're just all, you know, diff- Everybody writes in different handwriting. And I, you know, I was writing notes on the the um, the draft um, when we f- first got the design back, saying, Oh no, no, Nora was on the bus when she wrote this letter. She says she's on the bus, so it can't be typed.'" because she's on the bus, so she's writing in, you know, hand in script. So um, it was really interesting to work through those things, and the the designers at Bloomsbury were absolutely incredible. It feels like we're in kind of a golden age when it comes to format for children's books and structure, and in in a wonderful way it feels like there aren't rules anymore. Because we still have amazing stories with the traditional narratives, traditional storytelling structure. And I love those books. But I'm always delighted when I come across a book that's a little bit different, that has a little bit different structure to it. Uh, either it's told out of order or like Brian Selznick's books. I mean, I think the invention of Hugo Cabret and his, his follow-ups were um, were groundbreaking in that sense. In that you, you open it and you're like, well, what is this and how do I read it? And I love that, you know, when we, when we share stories with kids, the idea that we have all these different reading strategies that we use depending on what we're reading. And I think every book we read kind of teaches us how to read it. So I feel like writing Breakout uh, today is very different than if I tried to do it 10 years ago. I feel like there's an openness to different structures and different formats and also books that don't fit into genres. I feel like you know maybe 10 years ago a publisher would have looked at this and said what what is this even? You know how do I publish this? How do I do it? And uh, that just wasn't the case at all. I think when we when we find a new format or a, a structure that's unconventional there's there's, there's delight now. I know that's how I approach it as a reader. And so it was really exciting to be working um, on a different format and, and working on something that's just so different from anything I've done before as a writer. I think the way kids read now and the way they consume information and entertainment has fed this, this stream of really innovative structures in writing. Um, I think, you know, if you look at any kid, they're reading books, you know, and, and my kids always loved paper books. They never never turned on to e-readers. So they're reading paper books, but at the same time, they're consuming information off their phones, off their computers. I think we consume information differently than we used to. And, and interestingly enough, I think that opens up some really interesting doorways as far as what we can do with storytelling and all the different ways we can tell a story and um, like i said that was it was just delightful to work with on breakout it was like a huge challenge and there were days where i was just buried in papers in my my writing room and i had you know text a page of text messages over here and a letter over there and a poem over there and and then this note on a post it note about a piece of information that i really had to get into the story somehow but you know when when you've committed to a structure like that you can't this all of a sudden just jump into narrative and say oh by the way here are five things you need to know you need to find a legitimate document that Nora would have collected for this time capsule project that would have that piece of information or that you know that that reveal that bit about character so that was what was was such a puzzle puzzle about it it was just it was really it was really fun to work on I feel like I trust my process more now than I did when I started writing. And, because, and and as a result, I think I'm willing to take more risks. And breakout is a huge risk for me. You know, it's, I'm, I, I have a certain kind of book, a certain kind of novel that I've written, um, you know, The Brilliant Fall of Gianna Z, and The Exact Location of Home and The Seventh Wish and all the answers. And I think there's a certain kind of voice that people expect from me. And breakout is still me. But it's very different. And it's, it's, very, it's a very different kind of storytelling. And I don't think you know five or 10 years ago, I would have been confident enough to take that risk. Um, but I think, I think when you've written a certain number of books, you, you realize that it's funny. You finish a book, and you think, there, now I've got all the tools I need and all the strategies I need. And I, I figured that out. And the next one is going to be so much easier. And then you start the next book, only to find that it requires a completely different set of tools and strategies and different ways of thinking, and um, it's, it's this bait-and-switch of writing. You know, you think you've got it down, and then the next book demands something completely different of you, but that's also the joy of writing, that every single book is different. Um, even in a series like Ranger in Time, every single book provides some new challenge that it never occurred to me would be an issue, and all of a sudden that book becomes a lot more interesting. So I think as a writer... I'm willing to take more risks now and and try different things that I don't necessarily know how to do already because that's how we grow. And that's when I was teaching, that was always what I hoped for my students, that they would be, you know, afraid uh, they would be willing to try new things and not afraid to fail and understand that failing is part of the process and and that's how we figure things out. My biggest hope for breakout. Well, I have a cup I have several hopes for breakout. First of all, I really hope that kids are going to pick it up and see that it's different and be excited by that. Uh, it's a book that is—it has a lot of pages, but it also has a lot of white space and a lot of visuals, and I hope that's going to excite um, kids who who prefer non-traditional texts um, and some of our kids who we, we don't think of as avid readers all the time. I feel like there are kids who are going to love this book, and it might be one of the first books they've loved. And that's always exciting to me as a writer. Um, my also, my, my biggest hope is that it's going to spark conversations. It, it would be a weird book to read aloud in the classroom. I'm not sure how well that would work, but I think it's a great book for groups to discuss together, um, having shared that reading, because it's a book that includes so many perspectives. And I think that's something that we all need to work on today Is is trying to imagine how somebody else sees things. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, in this day and age, you'll see something in the news. And for goodness sake, you can even look at two different news sources and they're reporting something completely differently, uh, you know, depending on the, that point of view. And I think that's a really important conversation to have with kids today is the idea that, you know, this thing happened but depending on where you're looking at it from, where you're standing when you look at it and who you are and what your background is and what the, the collection of life experiences you've had is, you might see that event completely differently. Or words might come out of somebody's mouth and two people can hear those words differently depending on their backgrounds. So I think it's it's important to listen and to understand that and to, to kind of consider those other perspectives. So I hope, I hope Breakout will spark a lot of conversations about that. Thank
0: you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Huge shout out to Travis Yonker for helping me edit this episode. If you have an idea for a season or episode of The Yarn, send us an email, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have an awesome day and happy, happy reading.